using head and shoulders every day. It's like great offense for my hair. No, 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 no. It's great defense against flakes. Offense. Defense. Offense. Defense. Offense. Defense. Boxers. Reese. Yin. Yang. Jif. Gif. Shaken. Sturd. Slamil. Slamazo. Touchdown. Turnover. MVP. Super Bowl champ. Offense for great hair. Defense against flakes. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Streaming live, 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 live from the mountains of Las Vegas. It is your host, Addison, man. Welcome to a brand new edition of From the Jump. This is a Monday edition of From the Jump, man. We got so much to talk about. Thank you for tapping in. Thank you for everybody that's been listening to all the podcasts. Thank you for everybody that streamed the last podcast. I know we've been gone for a while, but we're trying to get back into the groove of things. We're trying to get back into the rhythm. Of course, Eric, my engineer, live on set with me as always, always hooking up the podcast, always, always, always making sure it gets distributed to all the platforms, iHeartMedia, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're streaming on all platforms. So if you are listening to us, whether that is on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever it is that you are streaming us right now, we want to say thank you and we want to double salute you because without you, this podcast isn't possible. Again, we never do it for the love, we never do it for the likes, any of that, never do it for no money. We always do it for the love. Of the game. But you know, we got a lot to talk about on today's episode. We got a lot to get into. Of course, we'll talk about Bill Belichick. Talk about the New England Patriots dominance. Of course, we'll talk about the New 49ers. We'll talk about the Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And of course, we'll get into a little NBA talk because you know that the NBA season has started. So, of course, we'll talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, we'll talk about Kyrie Irving. And of course, are the Golden State Warriors done? That is the question everybody wants to know. Everybody's seeing the Warriors. Of course, they got blown out too straight. But we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get into it a little bit later. But it's from the jump. Let's roll. But, of course, you know, we got to start off today's show before we get into, you know, the NFL talk. Of course, I had a, I had a solid weekend. You know, of course, it was filled with football. I didn't really do anything. It was actually cold this weekend in Vegas. It's cold weekend this weekend. But um, a lot of college football, of course, I watched the LSU-Auburn game. That was that was a hell of a game. LSU defeated Auburn 23-20. Um, the number one team in the country, of course, Alabama did defeat Arkansas yesterday. I'm not sorry. Not yesterday. Saturday. And that was without starting quarterback Heisman Hopeful to attack of Aloha, Mac Jones. No problem. Nick Saban, Alabama, roll, tie, roll. Of course, Michigan in a muscle-in game against Notre Dame. Blast Notre Dame, 45-14. Of course, the Clemson Tigers, the national champs from last year against Boston College, 59-7. I'm trying to see any other notable wins. Of course, Penn State, shot to Penn State, defeated Michigan State, 28-7. Uh, I'm trying to see, of course, Texas lost this weekend, 37-27 to TCU. I'm trying to see who else. Of course, Ohio State won, 38-7. Shout out Justin Fields who I think should be number three in that Heisman conversation, if not number three in the top two, just balling out all year long. He's only thrown one interception. Again, he's only thrown one interception, and this is basically a true freshman playing in the Big Ten, a.k.a. one of the toughest conferences in college football. Shout out to Ohio State. Shout out to Justin Fields. And, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Oklahoma did lose to Kansas State, 48-41. to but, of course, starting off today's show, of course, we got to start off and we got to talk about Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Now, of course, if you didn't catch yesterday's game, the New England Patriots defeated the Cleveland Browns 27-13. to Of course, Tom Terrific, a.k.a. Tom Edward Brady, had a hell of a game yesterday, 20 for 36, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. And, of course, the quarterback for the other side, Baker Mayfield, was 20 for 31. Not a bad game yesterday by Baker Mayfield, but he just had a couple turnovers in the first half that were just... 
can't get backs, if you will. Of course, he threw one touchdown yesterday, one interception, and he also did cough up a fumble yesterday. And, of course, that, that New England historic defense that we've been talking about basically all season, that we've been talking about basically going back to a little last season before, I guess, the postseason has started. This New England defense, you know, really only gave up a touchdown yesterday. Again, two field goals and a touchdown. Hell of a defensive performance yesterday. Two forced fumbles, one which was for a touchdown, ran back by Dante Hightower, and then there was an interception, again, by one of the D-linemen, I guess, on that shovel pass by the Cleveland Browns. But again, the yesterday's story from the game yesterday, it wasn't the fact that New England's offense was great. It was actually New England's defense, and New England defense dominated from the jump. Now, again, the Cleveland Browns yesterday, offensively, I thought Freddie Kitchens got away from the one thing that has really been working this entire year. And I think when they have done it, it has worked and worked and worked. And that's run the freaking football, run the freaking football, run the freaking football with Nick Chubb. Now, again, we understand that this offensive line has been questionable. We understand that this offensive line has been injured basically throughout this entire season. But the one thing that has been constant and the one thing that I I do understand is that when you have young quarterbacks and just watching football enough, is that when you have young quarterbacks and what the Baltimore Ravens are doing right now, and I think what the Cleveland Browns should take a page out of Baltimore is, run the damn ball. See, what Baltimore realizes is that we have a young quarterback in Lamar Jackson, who everybody said was a project, who, remember, was picked late behind one Baker Mayfield, behind one Sam Darnold, behind one Josh Allen. And everybody said Lamar Jackson was a project. But I think Lamar Jackson's greatest strength is that he actually can't throw the football. So when you're a defense and you're preparing for Lamar Jackson, you're preparing for all the above because you know he can run it and he also can throw it. He can do both. And by the way, they can beat you with running the football. So the Baltimore Ravens can beat you a lot of different ways. They're not solely dependent upon Lamar Jackson throwing the football. Now, what the Cleveland Browns and with Baker Mayfield and what Freddie Kitchens have decided to do this season was they have come into the season, and again, their offensive line being injured has not helped. But, but by Baker Mayfield being top two in the league in interceptions behind, I think, one Jameis Winston and or they are tied, tells me that they're throwing way too much and not running the football. If you're the Cleveland Browns, right, the thing that has been working all year has been running the football. So I thought that the Cleveland Browns got away from their true game plan yesterday, which was running the football. And again, this New England offense wasn't able to put up points yesterday, but they were able to when they, they needed to. Again, Julian Edelman, they had a lot of field goal. I'm sorry. They had a lot of possessions yesterday in which they had short fields. So when you have a short field and you have those kind of possessions, it's easy for you to put up points. And again, I thought that the New England Patriots yesterday looked like the best team in football. Again, defensively, when we have seen weeks where they have shut people out, but when you can just only give up one touchdown and two field goals, I mean, that that's, that's saying a lot about your defense. So shout out to the New England Patriots for getting that win yesterday against the Cleveland Browns. And also last night, was an important milestone for one Bill Belichick who reached 300. Now, with that 300 win, put Bill Belichick third behind George Hallis and also Don Shula, who also coached for the Chicago Bears, and then, of course, Don Shula, who coached for the infamous Miami Dolphins. But now, with that 300 win, of course, regular season and playoff combined, um, it put Bill Belichick in ultimate air. Now, a couple other statistics to kind of just prove and back up why Bill Belichick is, you know, arguably one of the best coaches to ever do it. He has the most conference championships by a head coach, which is nine. Um, he has 12 Super Bowl appearances. And out of those 12 Super Bowl appearances, he has six Super Bowls. Of course, the only other coaches to have six Super Bowls 
in the modern era would be George Hallis, who coached for the Chicago Bears, and also Coach Lambeau, who coached for the Green Bay Packers. And again, both of those coaches coached for 30-something-odd years, right? So when you coach for 30-something-odd years, you're going to win multiple championships. And of course, during that time, the Bears and the Packers typically were the only two teams that were winning championships in those moments. So again, shouts out to Bill Belichick and accomplishing that milestone, like love or hate him. You know, at one point he was the villain of the NFL, you know, now being recognized as the greatest football coach to ever do it. Man, again, shout out to Bill Belichick, just scheming him up. And as I've said, and as I said, going back to last year, he made, I think, the biggest chess move of them all. And he said, you know what? Well, everybody wants to go offense and everybody wants to get caught up in points. I'm going to quietly build arguably the best defense to ever play football. And again, week to week, this team is either shutting somebody out and or isn't giving up any points. And again, last night to the Cleveland Browns, who had a week off, who had an entire bye week off to get ready for the Patriots. So essentially they had two weeks to prepare came out and was only able to put up seven points, means job failed on the Cleveland Browns side. So again, shots out to Bill Belichick. But of course, keeping with the NFL, the 49ers blasted, I'm talking about blasted the Carolina Panthers yesterday, 51 to 13. Of course, behind Tevin Coleman's huge day, four touchdowns. Nick Bosa had three sacks and one interception. I mean, this game, if you didn't watch it or you didn't see it, there's nothing really to talk about. The Carolina Panthers of course, looked like the Carolina Panthers with the backup quarterback, undrafted rookie backup quarterback, if that, in Kyle Allen. Again, he had three interceptions yesterday, but was it his fault? No. Let's just be clear and let's just be honest. The 49ers are the best team in the NFC. They have been the best team in the NFC basically all season long. Now, again, I'm a Cowboys guy. I'm a Cowboys guy. However, talent can recognize talent, and I understand when the team is good. When you got a guy like Nick Bosa, who is basically terrorizing quarterbacks week to week. Again, yesterday he had three sacks. Three sacks. And I think in the first half, I think that's what they said. He had three sacks, I think, in the first half. When you have three sacks in one game, and you could top it off with an interception, which he almost ran back for a touchdown, his defense is lethal. And again, as I said, when you got Sherman on the back end, who's locking up guys like Odell Beckham Jr. last night and or Jarvis Landry, or week to week has been guarding the opposing team's best receiver it makes it hard for any team to score. And yesterday, the Carolina Panthers kind of looked back down to earth. You know, I know they were on a three, four game winning streak with Kyle Allen. And I know a lot of people were saying Cam Newton should lose his job. But I think we should pump the brakes on that one. I think Kyle Allen has played great in the absence of Cam Newton. But I think at this point, Cam Newton's, you know, it's time to shine. It's time to put up or shut up. And like I said, yesterday's game really wasn't about Christian McCaffrey. It wasn't about Kyle Allen. It wasn't about the Carolina Panthers. It was just about the Carolina. I'm sorry. It was about the San Francisco 49ers. And as I said, the San Francisco 49ers offensively have not been able to put a, together a complete game, but it's okay. It is okay because of the fact that the defense is so good and that Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't had to be special. Now, as the season goes on and as their schedule gets a little tougher, I think they play the Rams, the Falcons. I think they play the Seahawks. So they'll play a couple more opponents. There's the probability and the likelihood that the, the 49ers will lose a game. But as it stands right now, and as I'm looking in the NFC, outside of the Packers and, and the Saints, the 49ers look tough. And again, getting to the, the, the Green Bay Packers, switching over to the Green Bay Packers, the Packers were able to edge the Patrick Mahomes list, the Patrick Mahomes boy list. Kansas City Chiefs last night, and of course Aaron Rodgers was brilliant. I hate when Aaron Rodgers balls out because I always got to give him credit. When he balls out, and again, last night was no different. Aaron Rodgers with 23 for 33, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. He had the one touchdown. And again, him and like Deshaun Watson have such similar games. Like if I could compare Deshaun Watson 
to anybody in the league, it would be Aaron Rodgers. Because literally, on every play, they are both fighting for their life, which they did beat my Raiders yesterday, 27-24, in a, in a hard-fought game. Shout out to the Raider. Raider Nation, stand up. But you know, it's a hard-fought game. But getting back to Aaron Rodgers, they both, <laughs> week in and week out, are like avoiding death. And Aaron Rodgers yesterday had three hell of a throws. So as I said, the Green Bay Packers and the 49ers won both games yesterday. And these two teams right now, as it stands right now, if I were to pencil two teams right now, if I had to trust two AFC teams, I'm sorry, not two AFC, two NFC teams, as it stands right now, it would be the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. I understand a lot of people are going to say the New Orleans Saints, but I'm sorry, the past couple of years, the New Orleans Saints have had great regular seasons and then get to the playoffs and whether or not it's a pass interference or whether or not they can't put points on the board or whether or not it's a guy closing their eyes, missing the tackle. The Saints have choked in those situations. So I'm going to hold my hold on the Saints right now as being one of the best teams in the NFC because, as I said, in those big moments, we have seen the Saints gaff. We have seen the Saints gaff. And as it stands right now, I mean, the 49ers defense is just too legitimate. And, of course, you just can't can't go against Aaron Rodgers. So as I said, the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers right now are the two best teams in the NFC. As we all know, in the AFC, it's the Patriots and then everybody else. But in the NFC, as it stands right now, as of today, Monday. Look how cute he is. So, Todd, let me get this straight. You're making cat videos for Hulu? Yep. With a cat named Mr. Hulu Has Live Sports? The hottest catfluencer on Instagram. Catfluencer? He crushing it. <laughs> this is crazy. I know. He already has a ton of followers. He's verified? How much are they paying you for this? Me? Nothing. But him? Get that. Hulu has live sports. Money. Get that. Of course, as we all know, the NBA season is back. And of course, a lot of teams everywhere starting last Thursday with the defending champs, the Toronto Raptors taking on the New Orleans Pelicans and also the Los Angeles Lakers and the Clippers renewing their rivalry. A lot of teams have taken the floor this year. And I think we have been surprised at what we have seen so far. None of us thought to this point that the Atlanta Hawks would be 2-0. Trey Young hitting game winners basically from half court. We got the Minnesota Timberwolves right now who are 3-0, basically the best team in the Western Conference if the playoffs were to start today now with that being said is i haven't watched a lot of nba basketball so i don't have a whole whole lot to say to this point but what i will say is i got kind of three or four points i want to touch on before i let you go the first point is that i think that kyrie irving is back to his old ways as much as we love kyrie irving as much as i want kyrie irving to be that point guard that i know he can be true point guard that's passing defending all those things that's just not who he is. At this point, he's averaging 37 points, which is basically second in the NBA right now. And I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to go through what the Boston Celtics had to go through basically for the past two seasons, is that at the end of every game, the ball living and dying in the hands of Kyrie Irving. Now, whether or not you win or lose the game will solely come down to Kyrie Irving. And again, is that where Brooklyn wants to be at this point? No, but they have no other option, albeit Kevin Durant is hurt for the foreseeable, again, didn't rule out that he was not going to play this year, but all indications are leading that he will be rehabbing this entire year, which means that he will miss the season. So with that being said, Kyrie Irving will be taking the last shot in every single game. And I don't know if I want that shot in Kyrie Irving's hands every single time, which leads me into my next point. And of course, switching gears from Kyrie Irving over to 
the Golden State Warriors. Now, I know everybody's going to panic. I know everybody says we suck right now. And from the optics, it does look like we are playing bad. And again, getting blown out by OKC without Russell Westbrook. And of course, being blown out at home first game of the season by the Los Angeles Clippers have not done us any good so far. But if you mean to tell me that this is as worse as we're going to play, this is as bad as we're going to play, then that means that greener days are ahead. Now, sure, there are going to be a lot of games this year where we get blown out. And there are going to be a lot of games where Steph Curry is going to be on the bench with the smile on his face. Not because of the fact that he's happy that we're getting blown out, but it's just because of the fact that this is just a part of the process. I mean, again, when we you come off of four straight NBA Finals, basically an NBA Finals championship last year where you took a team without Kevin Durant and basically a hobbled Klay Thompson to six games, I mean, that takes a lot out of you. And then when you come back this year, no Kevin Durant, no Klay Thompson, you know, those are two key pieces for the basically for the past, you know, two seasons, you know, have propelled you to a championship. So, again, there are going to be some adjustments that are going to be made. But the one thing that I have noticed and what I have saw from the Golden State Warriors is effort. And I think that's one thing that you can't control is effort, though we may not necessarily be able to control the talent at this point. And again, I, I trust Bob Myers. I trust Joe Lacob. I trust Steve Kerr. I trust the, the organization that these guys will get it right. They will get it right. Again, I don't necessarily like the D'Angelo Russell move. I thought, you know, adding D'Lo would have been a good move for the Warriors. But it's looking like right now that, of course, without Klay Thompson on the floor, that spacing wise between him and Steph Curry, now that the season has started, it just isn't going to look good. So again, it's, it's two games into the season. A lot of for a lot of people, three games into the season. So I don't want to overreact to a lot of these teams. However, you know, there's a lot of legitimate questions that we have seen so far now that the NBA season has started. Another question is, who's the best team in the East? I mean, again, as it stands right now, and I, and I, and I know, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers are up there. I know the Atlanta Hawks are playing good basketball. But who is going to be this team that's going to step out in front of everybody and be the best team in the East this year. Is it going to be the Boston Celtics? Again, no Kyrie Irving, no Terry Rozier this year. Kimball Walker being inserted into that lineup. Will that take Boston from being semifinal, basically, contenders? Jalen Brown just got a new contract. Jason Tatum is set to be paid, not this summer, next summer. So you got a lot of questions around this Boston Celtics team. Me, personally, I just didn't like the fit of Gordon Hayward, Tatum, Brown. To me, it just seems like a crowded front court. But again, Somehow, someway, Boston is determined to figure it out. Is it the Toronto Raptors? Again, they are the defending champs, and until they get knocked off, you know, they're going to have a lot to say. Miami, new-look team. Tyler Hero was balling. We can say we want to rookie white chocolate down there in Miami. Remind me a lot of Mike Miller with the little hunchback shot. Can ball, can put it, actually can put it on the floor. And can also play a little defense, too. Jimmy Butler with the addition to that team. Eric Spolstra. I mean, again, I know they lost last night. Andrew Wiggins got hot. He got hot at the end of that game last night. So as I said, man, a lot of basketball left to be played. A lot of different players have still have yet to kind of make their imprint on this season. And again, we'll be waiting and seeing. But right now it's football season. It's football season, so it's kind of hard to really watch basketball. And I know college basketball and high school basketball is getting ready to crank up here basically within the next month or so if it has not already started already um, for high school basketball and or for college basketball. So again, new NBA season, a lot of different jerseys, a lot of different players playing a lot of different places, a lot of rookies on display. Again, as I was watching John Moran and the Nets last night, John Moran actually looks legitimate. And again, I know Memphis are going to lose a lot of games, but they're also going to be in a lot of games as well. And like I said, I was wrong. I kind of wanted to throw him under the bus and say that I didn't think that he was worthy of being a number two pick last year in the draft. But so far, he's proven me wrong. So, again, we're going to keep tabs on John Moran, and we're going to see what he does. But, again, man, we are streaming live on all platforms right now. We're on Apple, Spotify, iHeartMedia, 
Uh, where else are we on? We on Podbean, man. We on every single platform that podcasts are distributed on. We're really trying to get on title right now. We've been emailing, contacting the support team to try to get our podcast on title. So, man, y'all just keep streaming us, keep playing us, and we're going to definitely keep dropping these episodes. But it's your host, Addison. We are streaming live from Las Vegas. We out.